getting skinny up there, boys. It's skinny up there and fat everywhere else. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Woo! Goldie, you called the race. The facility, the track, the crowd. What uh, what did you notice while you were sitting there in the studio? I think you probably had a better view than the rest of us. Well, the Friday one, I actually didn't get to make it to the track because I was in a charity golf tournament in the morning. So I had to go to the office pretty much right away to call the race. Uh, and then once I got there, on TV, like always, nothing ever does anything justice as far as the track goes. But it looked it looked quite tame. Um, nothing too, too crazy, typical sort of horseshoe format, the start down in the middle, all that kind of stuff. Um, the crowd was, was definitely weak. If you look at it on TV, it looks really weak, but there were probably, I don't know, maybe a thousand people in there, if that sort of thing. So, uh, there was a lot of people up around the mezzanines every time they kind of went away and, uh, like off the actual track. Like when we went to commercial, we could see things like on the other cameras. And so, um, crowd, I guess was okay, but the track, I guess was I don't think they put quite enough water on it Friday and mm. it got really loose and sort of slippery. The rider, So I ended up getting there on Saturday and going to the track and talking to the riders stuff. So Friday was a lot more loose and slippery, not as much traction. And then Saturday was a lot more traditional with good grip, bigger berms to kind of rail where the ones on Friday were more like a flat berm and um, like you'd make also on like an outdoor track maybe and allowing the thing to form. And then the rhythm section was a little off kilter um, and the uh, the whoops were, I'd say, a little bit smaller on Saturday, which made it a little bit more aggressive for the rest of the pack other than Harrison, Thompson, and Ward, um, who were able to kind of get across the tops of them there on the yeah. Friday night. They built that thing in like 12 hours, right? Four, 14 hours. They actually did like a cool little yeah. um, skit thing in it. It took them 14 hours to build it. Like, I don't know if that's standard or impressive or what, but – they literally don't start till like two in the morning yeah. on, I guess that would be Friday morning. Yeah. And well, there were guys hitting the track and they were done the track at like one o'clock um, kind of thing. So I guess not quite 14 hours. It was just under 14 hours or something. Cause like they played hockey in there on Thursday night. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. then they, that, that video was actually really cool, but so no wonder they didn't get enough water in it. Like that's, that's cutting it. <laughs> That's cutting close, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that's just the way that the, the dirt works, the, the trucks and everything, right? It's, it's just the way that the, the system kind of falls up. They can't, I guess, have, you know, I think they took 18 dump trucks. No, was it 18? Oh, they said it in the show, but like how many dump trucks? And they, I, they're not just sitting in the parking lot waiting, right? They just come yeah. and go around back to where they're picking up the dirt and they were putting water on it. But yeah, it was a little bit drier Friday compared to, uh, Saturday, but you could tell it from watching the racing too, just on TV. Friday night, like Cole was inside, 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 yeah. inside, and then mm-hmm. Saturday they were able to go outsides and carry some speed and and whatnot. So it was a little bit more of a faster pace, uh, higher intensity on Saturday night. So the dirt, because the last time we were there was in 2018, which is the one I did. The dirt was like obviously we were there in the spring last time, or I guess late winter, or whatever the hell you want to call it, but. 
the dirt they used was like completely different. Remember the shit in eighteen was like black. It was like black goo. glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that fucking track sucked. This one actually looked like at least you could race. Like it was. I I liked the track. I thought it was okay. I mean, obviously didn't ride it, but um, the dirt made made it much better. Like remember in eighteen you could bear. We could barely even do the finish line. You guys did it like the first two laps of practice before it got too ready. And it was and it was deathifying because it was yeah. so steep and sharp and like, uh, yeah. You might as well have been fucking Evil Knievel jumping buses for Christ's sake. You were taking <laughs> your life in your hands every time you left the takeoff. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was scary back then where this was way more raceable. There was options, ruts yeah. were formed. Uh, I would say the only sort of not negative, but wherever you got, wherever they got the dirt, it was full of glass, like oh. little tiny shards of glass. Uh, I, I was walking the track on the Saturday there, and I'm picking up these little shards and tossing them off the side. And oh. I saw the uh, all are about to become Mrs. Zeka, and she had like a full handful. And I'm like, oh, you guys can make a nice glass ornament for your wedding coming up. And <laughs> we were making jokes about that, but uh, I, it, well, it didn't cause any problems or anything. But they were just little tiny shards of glass in the oh. dirt. So now, now that moto memes make sense then about the glass breaking in the thing or whatever. Ah, oh, moto memes was on the property. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, pretty then. sure. I'm pretty sure we got who this is, but it doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about that. Okay, moving on. Ghostly Resolve. memes. Ghostly memes. <laughs> so I guess just as a fan, that seemed to work really good. Galdi, you tweeted out after the race. Um, it took a lot of time to build and expense and all that stuff. Do you think? it's something that's feasible in other cities to, to use in a hockey wow. arena like that. So the, the, the wild thing about the jet works crew is they're very quiet and sort of silent about these indoor races, what the cost is and, and, and stuff like that. And then I've, I've at times I've heard outrageous numbers from Justin in conversations and sharing information with me. And I've always been questioning. I'm like, well, why do we do it if it costs this much? So that tweet actually sparked Justin <laughs> He's a follower. I call him a critter, like a creepy Twitter follower, <laughs> because he doesn't actually tweet. He just follows. And the majority of the time he follows me probably to see if I say something about him or something, but or something about the series or whatever it is, or maybe his brother or whatever, or just, you know, information in general. So I threw out that little, those three pages of just sort of, uh, you know, my thoughts. And he writes me back in a text message and kind of shares some of the expenses that don't go into an indoor event. Okay. So like, you're not spending four thousand a day on flaggers. You're not spending four to five thousand a day on on shitters and garbage. Uh, you're not. Uh, they 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 have a sponsorship with equipment, so they're not having to rent equipment. The mm. dirt is supplied from a local uh, thing that's that they work a deal with. So, like just in in those kind of conversations, we were knocking twelve, fifteen thousand dollars off the top mm. of this you know, bill that you would have thought that was there. The building rental was only like 4,000 bucks for the weekend where when you go to an outdoor national, that's anywhere between 12 and 15 grand, depending on like, if you go to one of the proper business run ones, like the Sandalies, the Waltons, the ones that have been around a long time, obviously not like the Dorvas, maybe the loops, whatever it was, these guys to rent everything and do it on property. We're up in around the $15,000 range mark for the rental, right? Which includes the equipment and the, these shitters and the, da, 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 all these numbers. So, when I, you know, when he broke it down for me, it really seemed quite cost effective. So, and, and again, they've, they've laid the groundwork now where they got to deal with Battleford. So they get the skid steers and stuff out of super discounted rate or even free. They use commercial time or whatever it is. And, and then the buildings are able, they're able to do the building stuff. I think, I think getting the buildings right now is good, even in other provinces, because 
the other province, every other, all the indoor stuff is hurting for, for funding, right? Like they're hurting for yeah. business. Yes. Hockey's coming back, but they might not have had those other little events. Like maybe it was monster jam or, or um, a horse competition or whatever kind of thing, right. Where um, they might be hurting for, for business in, in, in other provinces. So if any local promoter, like, I don't know, knock on the fucking door, like see, like talk to these things and see, Hey, these guys just did this event over here. What would be the cost if I needed a haul dirt? Or I, I don't know how really you go about it. I personally have never promoted or run an indoor event, but um, you know the amount of work I saw I, we see in that video. There's a lot that goes into it, and you're working pretty much 24 hours a day, yeah. right? Because as soon as the race is done at 9:30, the guys are out back grooming the truck, grooming the track till you know a midnight ish, and then they go to sleep and they're back at six in the morning and stuff like that, right? So. Um, yeah, I was a little bit blown away at thinking that it might have been a lot more money. And by the sounds of it, it really isn't quite as much as maybe we thought it all was. But also, maybe not all the all the numbers aren't let out of the bag, so it isn't just some sort of yeah, this is cheap as fuck. We sh- we should why? Well, then yeah, it's like why are you paying one, more money and uh, what you know shit like that. That's yeah. one venue though. That's just right. one venue, right? So one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that obviously with their time, I'm not. I don't know for sure, but their ties with being you know their background or their backyards in sarnia and and they got connections and this and that but i can tell you one thing when they go to calgary they ain't getting that building for four thousand dollars right like Uh, those the numbers from back then when we first started to go there it was like 20 grand a night yeah i mean we're in chilliwack we're sixteen thousand a weekend for the building for chilliwack 16 so there you go so So those numbers are definitely low so yeah like you said maybe you know, they got uh, family in the building or something to where they can get a really good cheap rate uh, for for this race. But as far as it goes, this week in particular, it sounded like it was well uh, under a budget of of uh, that most of us, the majority of our community would have thought which would have been great, a lot more. Which is great is, you know, like keep going there, right? Obviously, you know, if it makes sense financially, I thought, you know, the racing was good and it's in another place. If it makes sense for them to do it there, then, then awesome. And hey, and also, Newt, you guys are grandfathered in at the Chilliwack, right? So if somebody brand yeah. new wanted to do that, it's probably double. Or maybe well, not it's double. probably but... up into the 20000 25000 yeah. a so... weekend type mark. But, you know, they, those types of facilities, very similar to Calgary, which you're going to go to here in a, in a month's time or a little bit less than a month, the saving grace on those is that you don't haul dirt in. All the yeah. there, So you save it. The only way that for Future West, financially, we can make it work is that we are not buying dirt or borrowing yeah. dirt or trucking dirt, anything yeah. like that, because that's a huge expense, obviously, these days of, of trucking it and stuff like that. So that's what, you know, even if they're paying more, obviously, in Calgary, they're saving on the dirt expense, right? So I yeah. guess it kind of works out. But Okay, before we get into the race, uh, I think there's one more thing that we should probably talk about uh, just to get the word out, and that's uh, Steve Sims of the SSR Gas Gas team. Uh, he sounds like he had a pretty bad get off. Um, Galdi, you mentioned it on the broadcast. Maybe just, uh, let the people who are listening to this and didn't, uh, get a chance to see the broadcast yet know what they can do and, and what, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously Steve Sims runs a professional race team. He's one of the good guys in the pits, very supportive of local races. He races himself. Uh, he, they were at a fun event, um, and just, you know, things went wrong. Um, another guy landed right on top of him. Um, and basically all the wrong things could have gone wrong. Uh, he got a huge gash in his liver, an abdomen area, uh, some ribs, uh, back, 
um, he, he, things were kind of, he they had to sedate him and, and, um, uh, I, I don't really need to lay into the whole thing, but he's, he's in rough shape. He's in really rough shape. Um, I, I don't believe we're talking, um, you know, the, the very worst of worst. It's just going to be a very, very long recovery. Uh, there is a GoFundMe out there. You can pretty much find it. I think on anybody's social or the, his social, that's one way to, to lend a hand. Steve has a young daughter and, uh, kind of you know an older mom that lives with them and stuff like that so they're going to need some financial support so if obviously our community can help out if anybody's got help that way and uh i'm going to be doing a raffle here probably starting next week i did a few of them from before where i sell some of his dirt bikes and you can buy like a raffle ticket so you know uh he'll have some gas gas bikes for sale he's got them for sale now um and then uh starting next week um online i'll start a raffle where you can buy like a ticket probably for a hundred bucks i would say um, and I want to say they're probably going to be anywhere between 13 and 15 grand to try to raise. I'm guessing the bike will cost between 10 and 11. So the over and above cost would go to him to support. Um, so stay tuned for that. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I, I, you never like to hear about anybody. There was a young kid, I think in Calgary that crashed last weekend. Newf, you might know that kid. Um, he was in, he was in the hospital. I just saw Dexter sites and the family post that as well. I, I mean, it's not if it's when when you get into this stuff and it sucks when you're yeah. you know trying to get new families and every, and people involved and stuff like that but it's part of it we all know it um it, it happens and uh the you know the the saving grace if you will of things is to showcase it or it showcases how tight our community is when things like this happen we're all able to reach out and lend a hand and support whether it's five bucks ten bucks or anything anything possible if you can do it awesome if not don't feel guilty to do it but uh, there's options out there to lend a hand Okay, well, let's hop into the race then. Noof, from the 250 class, what uh, what did you notice? What stuck out to you? Well, I think I think to kind of back it up, even before we start talking about the like the actual individual results, what I liked about this is there was actually guys there this weekend. I mean, Galdi and I talked this morning. If if you had told me that that we were going to have actual qualifiers and and guys not make the main events, like legit decent guys i would have said you're crazy because of the the turnout wasn't spectacular at gopher dunes obviously for the first one but then all of a sudden you know we of course the border restriction thing obviously helped out that it ended on october 1st or, or whatever right right around there mm-hmm. and you know we had the addition of Devin simonson that nate mason guy obviously chris blackmere um, Jeremy Mackay shows up. Why he didn't go to Gopher, I have no idea. And obviously Tanner Ward back. So the the overall racing and the and the hype of it, I have to think that it was much better with guys actually fighting for qualifying positions and having legit LCQs with good guys in it. But you know, once again, you know, obviously when the gate dropped, you know, Cole and 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 Tanner and and Harrison and these guys were were at the front. Um, Cole is so freaking good at that tight, um, especially on the Friday night. Like Galdi said, it was a little bit more insides and stuff. Like he can turn the motorcycle um, better than, you know, maybe the best I've ever seen, like at that tight, you know, real arena crossy, inside, slippery, and still be able to get the jump out of the corner. So, um, you know, the results, nothing really surprised me overall in that top three. But, you know, once again, like I said, Cole was uh, – Cole was the man for that and, and leading the championship in all three classes. Goldie, uh, what about Tanner Ward? What did you see from his riding? Uh, that was pretty impressive uh, for Tanner for sure, right? Because, I mean, he said it many times in the broadcast. He hasn't 
been riding a ton as of late. This was a last minute thing. He just got on the bike the day before. Um, but I mean, you know, he's one of those kids that um, has grown up in the era of, you know, arena crosses, super crosses, whether it's stateside or doing the Thompson stuff that they used to have down in the, um, down in the South. So yeah, it was good. Like, and then uh, he won a main event there on, uh, on the Friday night, right. He won the four fifty main event. Yeah. So, and he only missed the podium the one time, you, you know, so uh, he went three, two Friday and then one four on the Saturday. So he was impressive. He looked kind of, um, I think I, uh, I can't remember if I told you guys this, but he, he was kind of bummed at our thoughts about the donation, not our thoughts. Maybe it was more my thoughts. I'll just lump you guys in. So we all take the brunt <laughs> of these hammer hammers coming down, but um, it, it may not have been our podcast, it might have been tweets, whatever it was, but, about we not really putting him at the forefront of the donations talk. Um, and I, I felt a little bit of a cold shoulder from him this weekend, although I didn't get a really a, a chance to sort of chat him uh, up right there. I was, he was kind of always in his pit and I didn't, I didn't wander over there because Chad was there. So that I don't really get along with Chad and uh, stuff like that. I probably should have maybe buried the hatchet, whatever, be the bigger man kind of crap. But I actually gave Chad a lot of love on the broadcast because he's got, a, a bottomless pit of arena cross experience. And that's kind of where he was born and bred. But anyway, he rode great. And I thought it was awesome to have it in it. And what was really cool on the Saturday in, I think it was the first 450 heat. He parked Cole. <laughs> he, he put him right off the track into the banners off the, like, you know, and of course experience Cole though, didn't crash, didn't, you know, get the tough blocks and go down. He just kind of burp, burp back in. And then yeah. cut everybody off as he come on. He only fell back to third from first. But like Tanner was there with no expectation, but also no bullshit. He's like, well, I don't really care if you're a buddy or this or leading the series. He he made his way in there a couple times, uh, pretty aggressive. It was it was good to see. He actually made a try to make a real aggressive pass on um, Tyler Gibbs as well. So I mean, arena cross the tightness. There's gonna be smashing. There's gonna be some hate afterwards. But literally, it's it is racing. Uh, Newf knows this as good as anybody. He did them at an old, uh, the being a little older at the end there, and he had to hit some of these kids and stuff. And um, it's part of it, man. But I tell you, it made for way better racing seeing that kind of stuff happen. It's almost like when you buy a ticket to this, you're like, I'm not going here to watch someone win. I'm watching. I want to go watch someone fucking hit another rider. Like that's that's what you're buying the ticket for, kind of thing. Yeah. Bar band. Uh So Devin Simonson, uh, he was kind of in and around those guys all night. Uh, Newf, what did you see from his riding on the weekend? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Obviously, you know, he's got a ton of Supercross experience, yeah. and and I was a little bit shocked. I kind of maybe thought that he might be able to throw it in there for a win or something like that. But obviously, in that tight stuff, it comes down to the starts, which I think he was fairly consistent. But uh, a great addition to to that round. I, I highly doubt that we see him come out to Calgary, but. Um, yeah, I think Goldie was there with PRMX, I assume. Yeah, yeah, he's there with PRMX. He's signed with them for Supercross again. And he, he did say in one of the interviews that Kyle gave him that he'd love to go to Calgary, but that'll be on Julian um, yeah. to see if he can make that happen. But it was kind of funny. not Well, not funny, but he went 7-7 Friday night and then 3-3, like a full 24-hour difference was the was like just the confidence. He just felt better. I didn't get a chance to talk to him um, about his bike setup or if they changed anything. I saw Julian. And he was there with his, his little boy James, and and uh, all smiles, and um, yeah, it was kind of cool to see. And he got, like you said, Newf, he got good starts on the Friday, uh, on the Saturday night, which really helped. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, what a fucking haircut, or or <laughs> sorry, what a non haircut. Like yeah. that is, 
that is like a perm gone wrong. Like, oh my god! Like that was the wildest hair I think I've ever seen in racing. Yeah, that must make him wearing a helmet difficult. I don't know. I've never had hair like that, but I don't know. <laughs> you got to think that he's got to go a size or two up with At that, least, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Noof, you should grow your hair like that. <laughs> let's hey, do it. No, my hair doesn't grow that fast anymore. Let's let's do that. Let my fucking doesn't even grow at all anymore. You got to see some of those camera shots. Holy Christ! You let it. <laughs> Land a plane on the top of my head. You got a helicopter pad on the top there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh shit! It's getting skinny up there, boys. It's skinny up there and fat everywhere else. <laughs> uh, I guess one of the other notables on the weekend was Tyler Gibbs. He was uh, fast in the 450 Pro Main Event in the Super Final, but he got eighth in the 250. But uh, just like Gopher Dunes, he was kind of fast. But this round, he kind of made his way up towards the front. Uh, Galdi, what did you think of his ride? I, I think Gibbs is great at this stuff. Um, yeah. He's obviously gifted in the. Again, we actually we talked about it on the Friday night broadcast. You got to give the, the a tip of the hat to now future West, um, and then way back when the Lange and the Clats and all those guys did it. Back, Al Dick had a series, and Fu- it wasn't Future West back then, right? Uh, Newf when it was the Helms doing it back in the day, like against Dick, or was it called Future West? It was still Future West. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. okay. Yeah, My bad. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, this the whole indoor scene in BC is really gives a, a bit of an advantage for these young kids like the Gibbs and the Piccolos and the back in the day it was Lange and Clad and Kyle Beaton and they just know how to land in a transition and pop up to make a three and and you know not that the future West tracks are all like super peaky and stuff but you just get the concept and the that that craft um to do it and again like we watched Newf he was you know 50 pounds overweight drinking shoeies beating 18 year old kids three years ago for Christ's sakes yeah and it's because he rides future West he's He's got that skill set of being able to go inside and jump something or and then getting the start, getting through the first lap of damage. I would say the only knock on Tyler is that he doesn't allow very easily allow the race to come to himself. He's like gung ho right from the get go and it, it causes himself issues. I think he gets arm pump and he fucking crashes or he hits guys too hard or he causes himself to lose positions. Um, if he could find that sort of calmness and settle like Thompson has. I think he could win some of these things. No problem. He's got speed all day long for sure. Um, it, uh, it's just kind of finding a way to sort of keep the speed in check be- before kind of blowing himself up. Yeah, his race cra- his racecraft needs work. Like, yeah, you know, he qualified fastest there on the Friday night. I didn't see the times for Saturday, but he was right in there. But right, actually, he wasn't as good on. Saturday. No, he was like five, four, five or something. Yeah, yeah. but came out once again, guns a blazing on on Friday, and and you know, set fastest qualifiers in both classes. Um, but his race craft is what needs work. I mean, the, the skills there, just like you said, Galdi, but it's just like he he's thinking about literally one lap at a time, not the 16 laps of the main event. Like it's, yeah, you know, if he can get to the end, that's great, but he just comes out. And I think that's why he pisses some people off because his aggression and which is great, but he needs to, like you said, kind of compare him to Cole a little bit. Cole just kind of, sits back a little bit and pounces when it's time to do it. Um, but Tyler's like the opposite. He's just like fucking pinned out of the gate and, and gets himself into a lot of issues, right? Uh, perfect example of Cole. Um, fastest qualifier, both both qualifiers on the Saturday. He was, he was second in both of them on the Friday. But every gate pick he chose, the sixth gate to the right. Yeah, And he did that because... He knew he could get a good jump. He waited on his experience in the first turn and just tucked himself around. 
He didn't mm. worry about trying to get in the inside, and 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 if he didn't get that start, like it just he was calm. He's like, I got this. Just I'll chill for a lap, and then and then get into the flow. It was you know you, again whatever side of the fence you sit on, Cole. And I think there was some some people cheering loudly when uh, Blackmere slammed his bike into him <laughs> in the qualifier on the Friday, and um, then there were some that were pissed off too. Right, he's got fans in both directions, yeah. but uh, man, his his fucking craft at that stuff is just beyond almost everybody on the gate, even like the Wards and the Harrisons. Yes, Harrison beat him, but he's just so good and smart about getting through the little incidents. Uh, one guy I kind of skipped over here was Mitchell Harrison. Uh, he had two good nights. He was always kind of up there around it, except for that one moto. I forget which one it was, if it was the super final. That was the, the, no, the 250 main on okay. Saturday where him and Gibbs just imploded yeah, into or, each other. Yeah, that was or, ugly. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that quick. Me and Noof. Um, so they plow into each other, and you know the Canadian Series Arena Cross isn't. I mean, it's it's been a part of it now for a while, but it the the rule books and and how it all goes, and in the moment everything's happening so damn fast that I, it was curious what they were going to do with the red flag. So the notorious rule with the red flag: if you cause it, you know you're not allowed to restart. But who caused this one? Was it Harrison or was it? Um, Gibbs, what, or, you know, what are you going to kick both fucking top five guys out of the main event? Yeah. And then, you know, Newf asked me, he's like, well, maybe it should have been the one who got more medical attention. I'm like, they fucking both got the medics after them. And then I loved your tweet, Ken, uh, of him playing the, uh, the Hollywood, um, the, yeah, the freaking, yeah, the Hollywood, the first, stay down, don't get up, wait <laughs> to see we go kind of thing. And anyway, and then they get to the start and they put them both back row. So they don't get DQ'd. But they do get a slap on the wrist for causing a problem in the race, even though they're still. I thought that was a great way to handle it, Noof. I don't yeah. know what you think about that. I because well, it's so quick and in the moment, right? We're live on television and everything. I thought they, I thought Daryl and Kinger handled that beautifully. So they were, and and like I said, I wasn't there obviously, and and I only saw highlights and Instagram bangers and all this shit. But so it was at the end of the whoops, and yeah, yeah. bikes kind of went everywhere and tough blocks went everywhere. But it seemed like tough blocks were going everywhere in every single race why did they even like i i felt like did they throw the red flag like right away or did it go a lap or two no it was it was pretty quick like i think that the implosion the bikes kind of went into the other laneway like where the first turn Mm -hmm. or after the finish like it wasn't blocking it nothing was impeded Mm -hmm. so the red flag may have went a little bit quick but leading towards ken's tweet I honestly think that I don't know if they thought that way or maybe they were just a bit out of it, but both of them kind of laid there very hesitant, not moving. Mm -hmm. And I think there was just too much going on to get the mess cleaned up quick enough to impede. And then they had to get the medics onto the track to look at it. So I think that is why the the red flag had to be thrown. And then once they got up, it was, everybody was fine. They fucking went to the gate and they raced and yeah, Harrison got fourth and I think uh, Gibbs got eighth in that particular one. So I don't believe that there was any impeding of the race. So, I mean, there could have been a protest after the fact, but that's sort of the issue with this type of racing. There's no fucking time. How many, how many laps in was it? That was the third lap into the whoops. And it was, and they were one and two or where were they? They were, Oh yeah. They were one and two. And then they fucking went one plus two equals bomb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't really hold it against either of them though. Cause that looked like it hurt for both of them. 
Uh, yeah, they both hit kind of all in, in bit awkward spots on that berm. Like Harrison kind of hit the grunt of the berm, and 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 Tyler kind of went over and put his head on the top of. Yeah, it was. It looked gross for sure for both of them. At one point, and, I thought Gibbs had his hand stuck in the front wheel there too. So I thought maybe there was some hand injuries, but it, he, he just, just laid it in there up. for the red flag. Yeah, <laughs> he just put it in there and then pulled it out. Oh, I'm good. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> and then Cole Cole pulls the whole shot in the on the yeah that helped him because he had just fell. Um, the lot before, not even, the, yeah, like not even a lot before actually it was that lot that this happened. I think he fell in mm-hmm. the, uh, her, uh, in the, the finish final line, right? turn. I think, yeah, before yeah. the first line. So he was like, he was dead last. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, the full benefactor of, uh, for him on that one, you know, you gotta be in it to win it. And that, that, that happened and he whole shot. And, and actually I think, um, uh, I think black mirror whole shot and then he passed him. He, he got him right away though. Yeah, yeah. Got him right away. So, but uh, yeah, a little bit of luck on his side, but that's what happens sometimes. So, Noof, you mentioned uh, earlier Jeremy Mackay was there this weekend. Um, how do you think he feels about his weekend? He was, I guess, on the Saturday he was ninth, eighth, and sixth, and then the Friday didn't go that good even. So, how do you think he feels about his weekend, Noof? Well, like I had said, I was shocked to even see him go, and I. I don't know exactly what he has going on. I mean, he still looks like he's riding um, the factory KTM, and it looked to me from outside looking in that Steve Beatty was there, who works for KTM, was his mechanic, and he's still wearing Thor gear and everything. So, And I don't think that he's going there next year um, for 23 outdoors, as far as I know. So a little bit weird. I've I seen he's been riding stuff, but he doesn't have a ton of – like, even though Quebec is fairly strong on the – arena cross side of things similar to bc and there's lots of that tight stuff going on out there i don't think he has a ton of arena cross experience so i thought it was great that he showed up obviously he had a good outdoor season but you know like anything else it's it's a different ball game in there and you know he's he's not used to battling with with you know tyler gibbs and and these guys that are that probably have more skill than him indoors but uh I would assume because I think he missed a main on Saturday or sorry Friday, Friday or Saturday he missed one of the mains. Um, uh, he's probably not super stoked with it. He probably had higher expectations for himself. Yeah. But uh, he, he said he sucks. Up. He said he yeah. sucks. Is he's like he I, said? I. He's like I. I was talking. He's actually really funny and super open. He's like I suck at this stuff. I just literally came here to showcase. I just want to ride. I want to get a ride. I want to yeah. earn a ride. Yeah. Kind of thing. So he kind of basically threw himself into the the lion's den or the alligator pit, whatever you want to call it, to try to just keep his name in the mix. That's literally why he was there. But why didn't he go to Gopher then? You know, I didn't actually get. To, I didn't ask him that because he was making me laugh so hard about showing me what his dad was texting him and said he was glad that he didn't come and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. It was kind of a funny moment. He's a funny kid, and yeah. and uh, and then of course we were talking about. I do recollect seeing him gate or along the fence at the and the mums and dads and everything at, at the nations so we were he was making fun of me for that and stuff and then that's kind of where the conversation went right okay so Galdi is there anybody else that was on the track that you want to talk about I know in your your tweets there was a couple guys that you want to talk about but um, anybody on the track that you want to mention uh, not really no I think like you said this was, wasn't going to be one of the longer ones that we do no. with, with not a ton of action but I think just the the one tweet, like one of my, my the very first one, and we are talked to Nufa about it. Like, you you got to give props. So if, if Preston Massiangelo or Tanner Scott or Chris Blackbeard, not being a Canadian though, but anyway, him and and uh, Zach Zaggers, if these guys 
went down and, and like gave it their all at Supercross, we'd probably be following it and want to know what's going on and be happy. But and then with this stuff, we're like, man, why the why would you do that? Are you ready for that? Or kind of thing. Like so, I'm kind of torn. But then at the end of the weekend, like I'm watching these guys getting carried off the track. Um, it's just the, the like Black Mirror. I'll take him out because I don't know where his experience is as far as indoors. But these younger guys, you gotta love it that they go and give it. Like Wyatt Kerr, he went and just tried and yeah. didn't make any mains, got some starts, but got kind of the, the gist of it, you know. And it's it's super tough to go. Like you could almost it's a, this is an odd comparison, but like Cole Thompson to Wyatt Kerr or Tanner Scott is probably as big a gap in Canada as you know Eli Tomac to the guy that just makes the night show in Supercross, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. gaps are enormous. So you, you got to give a little credit for the guys just trying, but also just like, you know, God, you just got to get through it and, and try not to get hurt. And I think Preston Mastianza broke his wrist. I think Tanner Scott may have broke his ankle. It was definitely not in good shape. Zach Zagger, a little bit different comparison. He's not a younger guy, but he broke his wrist on Friday. And Blackmere said his, he was hurting back. I don't know if you remember this part, Ken, but he was laying in the middle of the fucking track. And they he was, like, not moving, and, and no one no one was there. There wasn't a flag. Oh, it was yeah, all on TV. Yeah. And it was really an awkward moment. It was a really was awkward weird. moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, they got him off, and, and I'm not too sure about his injuries. But, um, again, I, I love seeing the guys try. And like Noof said, it was great to have a bigger um, uh, gate filled with guys to talk about and all that kind of stuff. But, fuck, you just hate seeing guys get hurt because they're not skilled enough I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it. that's bad to say. Just not prepped enough for yeah. the atmosphere they're getting into. Where Gopher Supercross for the Massiers or the Tanners, there's a little bit more room. There's a little bit more room to make that mistake or get a little sideways or whatever it is. We're here, you got no room, right? And um, whether it's right or wrong, and I hope they don't take this as some sort of criticism. And I, because I, I, again, they're they're doing what they should be doing, going out there and racing and trying to get that thing. But man, we if we're gonna continue to have this series as part of our Canadian platform where our racers have to race it to earn a number. We got to have something prior to it for them to practice. I don't know if it's a, someone has to invest in it or they, I don't know where it is, but it's just, it's fucking scary to watch. Sometimes you're just like, you're just like, huh! you know, doing one of these all the time. It's like me watching my kid race for, for Christ's sakes kind of thing when they're going through yeah. stuff. So um, it just sucks seeing kids get hurt. And, and then that, when they get hurt at a younger age, it, it you know, when, it makes them frustrated and gets them angry and maybe mom and dad are unhappy and it just creates that little vibe that can maybe not be there at this time of year when they don't have another race to make up for it. Well, and I'll, I'll add to that. And because what's going to happen is, is that when 23 rolls around and it's, it's arena cross time or super cross time, whatever you want to call it, the Massey Angel, and I'm not saying this is going to happen for sure, but the, you know, the Tanner Scott's and, and these guys are going to say, I'm not going back there for that. Like, look, I got hurt last year. I was laid up on the couch for three months after I did it. And there's, you know, nothing there. So it's, it's really discouraging for them because they're literally jumping into the deep end with the likes of, you know, Thompson, Harrison, you know, Gibbs, Ward, you know, even Rosina, these guys that have tons of experience and that have the race craft and know how to ride these tracks. And like, it, it, it even comes back to a lower level. Like, you know, we've had our arena cross series going on out here for probably going on 30 years now or longer that it's been future West and everything like that. And, you know, I was just at a race on the weekend. I said, Hey, you coming in two weeks for arena cross? Ah, 
it's dangerous and you know i i don't know we just had a good outdoor season so it's like but for me i look at it the opposite it's like this indoor stuff man it makes you a better rider it teaches you you know the passing it teaches you how to manage a race it teaches you how important the starts are it, it teaches you better bike skill because you're riding that motorcycle on such you know an 18 second a lot 18 second you know lap time um there's huge value in this stuff for these guys yeah. even though obviously it didn't go great for some of them but you know it it just it's like they got a late start on it <laughs> the, sense, you, right? your so, your series new zero excuses for any pro junior intermediate super mini 85 racer to not race i could see maybe a vet guy that kind of thing but that series is it's it's uh it's honed down. It's not enormous jumps. You can jump where you want to. Um, this is this one here a little bit different, right? In that small yeah. confines for sure. But uh, for guys that are saying, ah, I, I would go against the dangerous side of things on the few. I believe that is a great stepping stone for you. I feel you guys are spoiled for the rest of Canada with that well, stuff that you have out there. I love I that. I look part at of it. it for me like arena cross in a sense. Obviously, when the gate drops with with ten pros on and everybody's trying to go for the lead right away, yeah, it's dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but as far as like my comparison arena cross is safer than outdoors for the pure fact that you're not going 60 miles an hour on a on a 450 down a straightaway that's got fucking bomb holes in it i mean it's very controlled the track is perfectly groomed and it's low speeds in a sense right so i look at it i always say to people like man outdoors is way more dangerous like especially chilliwack for example if you compare it to that like Chilliwack is a 45 second lap time track that has nice floating jumps and it's wide and, and yeah, yeah, shit can go wrong, but obviously shit goes wrong outdoors too. So mm -hmm. for me, I look at it that it's a bit safer um, just for the pure fact that the speeds, right? And now we'll take a quick break for commercial. Ryan Lockhart, Arena Cross Schools, Friday and Thursday and Friday before Future West. Okay, now back to your current program. Yeah, yeah come on out uh, October 15th. Um, <laughs> come on, Preston Massangelo, Daniel Elmore, all you. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Is there any uh, silly season? Yeah, we can talk a little silly season. Apparently, there's an announcement coming for MX101 on Thursday. I'm going to ride the new uh, 2023 450. Um, I nice. believe a rider that was formerly orange on a number 30 is now going to switch over to a blue crew that is the rumor from the weekend that was pretty safe to say okay and um a past champion is right now at go for dunes riding i believe good news yeah there's uh the 250 side of things there's lots of moving and shaking um one guy left one guy came in the other guy showed up at the old home and <laughs> that's like but all that's coming but uh yeah past champion and uh, current champion at two different homes for 2023 Oh, and wow. what about that Canadian moto meme with the uh, milk carton of Marco Canella? Did you guys see that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. Has anybody heard of him? Or is Zero it social, zero. Uh, yeah, you got to think it is. You got to think, think it's, it's over, it's, right? It's at an, I, I, it, I, I don't know. I, don't, I wish I was close enough. I'm going to reach out. But I, I'm, I feel like I'm talking career. Like he's just done racing. Like yeah. the full sort of Jake Trico. Like I'm just out kind of thing. Hmm. But, um, you know, Casey Keys type deal. We're just out. I don't know. We'll see, but uh, it's kind of a kind of shitty news for sure. Okay. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, thanks to you guys, Newf and Galdi, for coming to talk. And uh, I guess we'll get together and have another one of these after Calgary. 
and we'll probably just do a, a whole season wrap up and go from there. See you boys later. Sounds good, boys. Cheers. Bye.